Still dangerously cold out there. Temps in the single digits. Uh, I've got four degrees here in downtown Detroit. We've got hundreds of school closings at WJR.com. Do check those out. They're easy to find in alphabetical order. And uh, ain't going to get much better until probably Saturday. We'll see the warm-up. We could see an inch to three between now and then. Now, consider this for a moment. We had the rain, then the snow, then the hard freeze. The deep freeze. Can you imagine what's going to happen to our pavement when all of this thaws? No. I don't. A lot of cracking and potholes. Yeah. Yeah. Some some busted water mains, probably too, and that mm-hmm. and that as well. Don't want to even think about as as much as we want to see a warm up, and we're talking perhaps in the forties next week. Yeah. Oh my! Yeah, that sounds like balmy. balmy. <laughs> yeah, when we go up to uh, Lansing for the State of the State uh, for Wednesday night, uh, the State of the State is going to be cozy. Yeah, uh, is will be the the best thing. Meantime. Man, you want to see the Lions game against the Bucks this Sunday? You'd better take out that second mortgage. I mean, twelve thousand supposedly. Twelve thousand for one that ticket. 12, I think number. that's that's the outlier. Wow. But when standing room only tickets are going for seven hundred forty bucks, yikes! Uh, and the regular ticket prices around one thousand to two thousand. That makes sense. I mean, this is historic. This run and people really want to be there and see it. Well, apparently, America really wanted to see it too because they. This was the most watched game Sunday night in prime time for NBC. Uh, since the Super Bowl in 23. NBC must love it. Southern America's football team. must love it. I'll ask Mike Tirico later when he talks about uh, talks to Roger Goodell mm-hmm. at Ford Field. Um, I just This is something that's going around the Internet, just old Dan Campbell speeches that have aged perfectly well because he's doing what he said he would do. I thought it would be fun to just pull his intro uh, press conference. Campbell, Campbell Classic. Yes. Is going to take on the identity of this city. All right. And the city's been been down, and it found a way to get up. All right, it's found a way to uh, overcome adversity. All right, and so this team's going to be built on. Uh, we're going to kick you in the teeth. All right, and when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. All right, and we're going to stand up. And then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. All right, and on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap, and we're going to get up, and then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before, before long, we're the, going to be the last one standing. How about it? Wow, I, I mean, and that's that's about right. I want to hold my kneecaps. <laughs> At the time, people made fun of him nationally. Like, what is this guy? Another mistake. The Lions hired the wrong guy. This was the right guy to yes. hire. Yes. And no kneecaps were bitten off nope. in these games. But who could be the last team standing? The Lions. And they're gritty. And they come back. They don't care if they're down by a lot of points. They just keep playing. And he has delivered. And he's rep- and they're representing the city, as he said. Well, yeah. and what I like, the, the whole idea, and I think this is something that you can take into your own business and in your own family, it is a no-excuses culture. Now. Yeah. You can't say, well, we're playing on the road. Or the refs got us this time. Right. He, he's not having that. No. No. And in the hard knocks stuff, he said, you know, we got to shake this losing off. And he shook those pants and, the, you know, the dust. <laughs> yeah. He did that. And he said, this is the best you're going to feel. I don't want excuses about how you have injuries. Everyone gets injuries. So here we are going to the divisional round with the Tampa Bay Bucks, And coming up at 735, we're going to talk to the other side, the Buccaneers reporter for the Tampa Bay Times. See what they're saying. Yeah, They don't have yeah. a kneecap biter, though. Whatever. Really, really curious as to <laughs> what is behind the rehabilitation of Baker Mayfield there and how he's made that this kind of – it is a great comeback story. 
for a guy that was sure, Harold. But we're and, not into it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's, but we may be able to learn something about what has helped him move things around. By the way, car buyers have been on the wrong end of things for four years now. It has been a seller's market since the beginning of the pandemic. Axios coming out along with Cox Automotive and saying it's over. They declare, he said, we officially bid farewell to the seller's market that has defined the last four years. Uh, that came on a conference call with Cox Automotive a couple of days ago. So what they're saying is you can, before uh, the discounts averaged about 2% over the past four years, we're going to see discounts of 6% and more in the new year. So there has been a shift in the dynamic at your local auto dealership. More incentives is, and discounts. You're going to see more, maybe some more cash on the hoods, maybe yep. more zero interest deals, things like that. We'll see how sweet it gets. But uh, they say the tide has turned. And also they have pronounced the the whole uh, hybrid office thing to be at its end as mm. well. And that, mm. that has, has, has shifted back, that we are now back in... Uh, at, at Normal Town, if you will, we're, 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 the fans are the fans at Normal Town. Uh, well, that, yeah, or, <laughs> I didn't see. I know, there was a pretty big protest yesterday. How many of them had empty desks, and how many of them right. lose their jobs over it? Uh, mm. Don't know. And yes, we respect your right to free speech. We just don't necessarily think we got to be subsidizing it. Um, Crumbly's uh, getting a big disappointment in court. Yeah, an update on the upcoming trials for James and Jennifer Crumbly, the parents of the accused Oxford High School shooter. Despite objections from the defendants, Oakland County Judge Cheryl Matthews has ruled in, to allow testimony from two crucial witnesses and the inclusion of shooting surveillance video in the trials. The witnesses in question, Molly Darnell, a teacher, and Christy Gibson Marshall, an assistant principal at Oxford High School during the tragic events of 2021. The Crumbly's argue that they the anticipated testimony was irrelevant to the involuntary manslaughter charge and that it could be unfairly prejudicial due to its graphic nature. However, Judge Matthews has decided to permit Darnell and Gibson Marshall to provide testimony related to the identification of the shooter and their observations during the incident. Notably, she has prohibited testimony concerning personal suffering and emotional trauma. Additionally, the defendants contested the relevance and fairness of including surveillance video of the shootings. Judge Matthews, in her ruling, emphasized the high relevance of the uh, video, stating that while prejudicial, it's pro, um, it's probative value, I'm sorry, probative value outweighs the danger of unfair prejudice. Now, it's important to note that the Crumbleys will face separate trials, one of those trials begins next week. Yeah, the, the probative thing is is legal speak for We have to show that a crime actually committed yes. here. And yes, you have to allow us to have testimony to show the charge is involuntary manslaughter. Well, you have uh, to have testimony about the, the manslaughter, manslaughter, right? Yes. Right, about what happened. Happened, exactly. Yeah. Uh, another thing that is kind of a Captain Obvious moment, and that is the Biden administration today is expected to announce that it is going to reclassify the Houthi rebels as a terrorist organization. They were delisted at the beginning of the Biden administration. When a group commits 175 assaults, drone strikes, and missile attacks against your own military personnel. What took you so long? They just, policy is just Jeff Foxworthy. They just might be a terrorist organization. (laughs) I mean, and by the way, there is no evidence that that the recent attacks against those Houthi sites, 30-plus sites, have deterred them. We've had three attacks since then. And we've retaliated, too, but yeah. uh, didn't have the deterrence that we had hoped. Maybe they just don't take the Biden administration seriously. But uh, they'll make that announcement today, and it's like, really? It took you that long. 
when we come back. A question for you. Should you, as a parent, be forced to draft a FAFSA application, which is the federal form where you get student financial assistance? Mm-hmm. Should that be a requirement for your child to graduate from high school? A mandate on parents and students. We'll discuss that next on JR Morning at 719. We will be back. But first, we've got the uh, WJR Business Beat. Let's check in with Jeff Sloan, founder and CEO of Startup Nation, brought to you by Shelving.com. We rack your world. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Guy, Lloyd, and Jamie. Venture capital, access to it, and other forms of startup and growth capital is nothing less than the lifeblood by which startups get out of the blocks and achieve both growth and accelerated valuations. But a big question always looms, and that is, Who's getting that funding these days and who's getting it can be sliced and diced based on founder demographics. And one such demographic being tracked closely is how female founders are faring when it comes to securing venture capital funding. So how are they doing? Well, PitchBook just highlighted data from 2023 and we've got their key takeaways and what it might mean going forward. Now, female founders ended 2023 on a strong note as the year closed with a third highest amount of venture capital going into female founded or co-founded startups on record. Now, the total amount of money raised did decline for the second consecutive year. The data shows companies with at least one female founder raised about $32.7 billion in total venture funding across 3,230 deals in 2023 while startups with exclusively female founders garnered $2.8 billion over 867 deals. The share of female co-founded venture capital was the highest on record in 2023 at 20.7% of total U.S. VC funding. For female-only founded startups, however, that number was just 2%, the lowest it's been since 2016. Industries that accounted for significant portions of overall funding for female founders or co-founders include B2B services, pharmaceuticals, biotech, with the highest winner being software-oriented startups, which accounted for more than a fifth of total venture capital invested this year in companies founded by men and women, as well as those founded solely by women. So all in all, generally a very good year for female founders when it comes to raising venture capital funding. Of course, we hope that continues to accelerate as time goes on. I'm Jeff Sloan, founder and CEO of StartupNation.com, and that's today's business beat on the great voice of the Great Lakes, WJR.